Hello, friends. Welcome to the Otherwise Podcast, a place for gathering wise conversations along the journey with Jesus. My name is Casey. I am your host. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, been interviewing people uh, probably since about the second week of the show and having some great conversations. If you have not listened to those, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, people like Sarah Bessie, James Bryan Smith, Jerusalem Greer, my friend from Arkansas, uh, Seth Haynes a little while back, uh, Jarrett Stevens, uh, Jen Pollock, Michelle. Gosh, there are just so many people. I don't want to forget anybody. Uh, Christopher C. Christopher Smith or Chris Smith, um, Carlos Rodriguez. Oh, it's been really good. And and the thing is, like, it, it didn't even really matter if the podcast was successful. Um, I was just excited to have some of these conversations. So um, those of you who've been listening, thank you for listening. And uh, if you're listening for the first time, thanks for tuning in. Today is going to be a little different. I just wanted to, I had something on my mind, and I hope it was okay um, to talk about with you. And if it's not, uh, feel free to uh, delete this episode, I suppose. Um, here's, here's the thing. I want to call this episode, How to Talk Pretty. Uh, my wife will tell you when I come home from a speaking trip or uh, an engagement of some kind, like or I'm preaching or teaching, um, a lot of times she'll, I'll say something or I'll try to communicate and it'll be, it'll be halfway and it'll be unclear. And she'll say, you used up all your pretty words, didn't you? And I'll say, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And um, so I think about that and, and then I watch uh, what's going on on social media right now in the mainstream media right now. Um, and what I see is I see a people who have forgotten how to talk to each other. I see families, I see, uh, spouses, marriages, friendships, um, who've forgotten how to talk to each other. So I see what happens is somebody will post something on Facebook and the next person who comments will either be somebody they know. And I can usually tell, even if I don't know this person, it'll be somebody they know and you'll see it, it's received with like compassion and grace, or it'll be somebody they don't know. And it'll be like an all out, um, assault on their character just because this person is, uh, expressing an opinion that they don't like. And so I, I want to put this as, um, a challenge and, and this is what's going to guide the episode. I think talking to each other, the simple act of verbal communication, and maybe nonverbal, but I'm not going to tackle that here. Verbal communication is the, do I want to say this? Yes, is the most significant issue in our formation, in our spiritual formation. So if you're a follower of Jesus, this is, this is where I'm going with this. If you're not, I'm glad that you're listening. Keep listening. But if you have said, I want to be a follower of Jesus, what you've said is, I want to be a disciple. And what disciples do is they look like the person they follow, their teacher. And so if you say, I'm a Christian, you're saying I'm a disciple. And if you're saying I'm a disciple, you're saying, I want to look like Jesus. I want to be formed. Paul says in Galatians uh, that he's in, he's in pain until the spirit of Christ is formed in people. Meaning the will and the drives and the desires that drove Jesus begin to drive us as well. And so if you say you're a disciple, that's what you're in for. And I think the way we talk to each other is one of the most critical spiritual issues you and I face. Uh, I think we've forgotten how to do it. I think some of the reasons why is because we live in an online space 
where we can be distant and anonymous. Um, usually the people that throw firebombs and yell at people and uh, say hurtful, hateful things are not the people who have to look at that other person across the aisle or across the cubes or across the dinner table from each other. Sometimes it is, and this is for them too. But because of politics, um, we, have a, we have a president right now, and I'm not going to get political. I'm just, I'm just going to be personal. We have a president right now that does not do well in talking with other people. I mean, even if you're a supporter, you watch what's happening on Twitter. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of name calling. There's, a lot of, there's just a lot of crudeness going on. Stuff that are, there are times when there are things that uh, are said that we wouldn't let our kids say. And uh, that's a challenge. So I want to give this episode to is talking about how do we talk pretty <laughs> to each other? And I'm not talking about how do we butter people up or how do we say what everybody thinks we should say or say what other people want us to hear. I'm saying how do we constructively, beautifully, purposefully, intentionally, and more than that, Christ in a Christ-like way, how do we talk to each other? Um, and so I've got some things written down here that uh, I, I hope will be helpful. Just just five, four things, and then I'll just elaborate on them a little bit. And so um, thanks for listening to this. Uh, if you are listening and, and you want to subscribe, that'd be great. Um, after this, if you're, you know, you may not want to, since I got political right up front. I understand that. Uh, but if I if that has entered your mind, I would I would take a second and think why um, why wouldn't I listen to this person? Anyway, so here number one, how do we talk pretty to each other? Um, number one, we need to ask ourselves a question: uh, Where's your head? So what I notice is the times when I get and and the reason I'm doing this episode is because I do it. I do this. I will get into a space where I want to attack, whether it's a person who sent me an email criticizing something that I said or something I did, or whether it's a, you know, you're in a discussion with somebody. Um, you need to ask where your head is at. Are you in a place where you are ready to have a level-headed conversation with someone, or are you tired and stressed? Are you in a place where you feel like you have peace in your mind, in your heart, or are you in a place where you are stirred up and agitated? Sometimes we are. And look, there's nothing wrong with taking a beat. There's nothing wrong with it. And it's amazing to me. Think about this. If you're having a conversation, you ask somebody a question and they wait longer than like five seconds to answer it. And you're like, five seconds, that's not very long. If you're listening to that person, that seems like an eternity. What they're trying to do is get their head together. What we don't often do in our online exchanges is stop to get our heads together for a second. And it's rare. And I know this is true of me, and I think it's true of all of us. It's rare when the first thing that comes to mind is actually the thing we should probably say. Because usually it's completely ignorant of that other person. It's completely ignorant of their background, where they're coming from, what they may think. Um, we haven't given a second to think. Who is it that I'm talking to? So where's your head? Um, have you, if you're a follower of Jesus, have you been, have you been in, in some communication with God? Have you been in prayer? Have you been doing the things that keep you rooted and grounded? 
Jesus says, if you abide in me, remain in John 15, if you remain in me, I'll remain in you. And whatever you ask will be done. And he doesn't mean if you ask for Alexis, if you remain in me, you're going to get it. What he's saying is the good things that you are striving to do. And most of the time in our conversations with other people, what we're trying to do is ultimately something good. And maybe sift through all the garbage. What we're trying to do in this conversation is something good. And so Jesus says, if you remain grounded in me. And so the question is, am I grounded? Where's my head? Am I grounded in the reality of abundance? What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, am I afraid of not having enough? And sometimes we use that for stuff, but am I afraid of not having enough credibility or not being right enough? Is that where my head is at? Am I getting into this argument because I feel like I need to, I need to win one? We're going to get to that again. They come back to that theme again. But where's my head? What am I, what am I looking at here? What am I grounded and rooted in? Have I thought about the fact that I could be wrong? Have I thought about the fact that that other person may have a reason for asking that? That it may not be just some random question. By the way, you're going to hear the ejector pump in my basement go off several times. It's just a little ambiance, you know, just a little uh, background noise to kind of lighten the mood. So that's awesome. Where's your head at? Second, uh, I, I would use this equation, deep equals long. Deep equals long. What I mean by that is the depth of relationship we have a, with a person should determine how long we stay in the discussion. You don't owe a perfect stranger the best part of your time to engage in debate over something on social media. Look, here's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that none of us, unless you decide to drop any social media presence whatsoever, and maybe that's a good idea. Um, that just means that you're going to have more interpersonal stuff with people, and that's, you know, we'll have, to, we'll have to process that as we go. Maybe you decide to drop it and this isn't an issue. But for most of us, we are going to be involved in some kind of discussion on social media in our life. And so with that being the case, a lot of times what we find is that we get into arguments with people we've never met and it consumes our day. We find ourselves in our phone or our devices in another room and we're sitting at dinner with our family and all of a sudden like this, this acid starts rising in our stomach and we're like, why is that? It's because random Joe threw some you know, random comment at me angrily dismissing what I had to say, maybe about my faith, maybe about politics, maybe about, you know, whatever. And I would use that equation to say the depth of your relationship with that person determines how long you spend on it. Because if we give inordinate amounts of time to people that we don't know, what we're doing is we're giving something away that's incredibly sacred and that belongs, that time, that energy belongs with the people who are closest to us. And so the great thing about social media is it's increased the amount of people you can be connected to. The downside is it's increased the number of people we can be in conflict with. 
And so there's a whole parable where Jesus talks about casting the pearls before a swine. Now, I'm not calling these people swine, but what he's saying is don't take the most valuable thing you have and give it away to someone who doesn't understand it. If you don't know a person well, that should limit the amount of energy you give to debate, to discussion, to frustration. Now, of course, there are people that are universally known, celebrities, politicians, that we, we feel like we have to know for some reason. That's a different story altogether, and that's a different way of handling things. And yet, at the same time, it's not. Uh, with that, when we talk about deep equals long, we're also talking about the depth of how much impact we have should affect how long we spend. So when you get into a conflict, first thing, conflict conversation, and you're trying to figure out how to talk well to people. First, where's your head? Second, remember deep equals long. The depth of your relationship, the depth of your connection should determine how long you spend with that person and dealing with it. Second of all, uh, or third, I can't number. We've already done two. We're on three. Number three, uh, what's the win? Notice what I didn't say. What's the win? I did not say who gets to win. Because the reality is no one wins an online debate. I would say there's a good chance nobody wins a in-person debate either. So, you know, when election cycles come around and you watch people talk about debates, presidential debates, afterwards, both sides said their guys won. <laughs> well, if it's a, if it's a win-lose thing, that's not, that can't be. But that reveals something that it's way more complicated than that. So our job, our desire, our movement can't be to win. What we decide is what is a win? What is the outcome of this that is the best? And more than that, because we are under this commandment to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourself, a win is something that's mutually beneficial. When we get into a, a debate, the way we talk pretty to each other, the way we talk pretty to each other is by finding a way to figure out what is the mutually beneficial conclusion of this discussion. And a lot of times that means finding the thing, the common ground. Okay, what can we agree on? What can we agree on? And when we're in really deep, when it's really aggressive and really bitter and really angry and really heated, a lot of times the hardest thing to do is say, I agree with you on this because we feel like we're giving ground because we've been kind of taught this binary thing where it's win or lose. You either win or you lose. But human relationships are not binary. Not binary. They're not dual. They're non-dual. Great people can do horrible things. Good people can do despicable things. That's how human beings work. Paul says, I know what I want to do and I can't do it, but the stuff I would never want to do, I end up doing that. And so when we talk about these heated conversations, what we're talking about is what is the win that we can, what is the common ground that we can come to and say, okay, this we agree on and we can leave it at that. If we don't start the conversation from there, we will start with, how do I beat this person? And more often than not, more often than not, beating that person ends up going to character and we begin to tear that person down rather than the ideas they're expressing. 
So where's our head? We think through deep equals long. How long, how deep am I connected to this person? That's going to show how long I spend with this. And what's the win? What's the thing that we come away with that's the best for both of us? And last is something I mentioned already. It's just, we need to be willing to say, but I might be wrong. And that's a measure of humility. And Jesus teaches us, you know, you shouldn't consider, you shouldn't consider yourself greater than everybody else. I'm paraphrasing wildly here. Don't consider yourself better than everybody else. You know, the Gentiles, he's talking to his disciples and he said, the Gentiles lorded over other people. But if you want to be first, if you want to be the greatest, the greatest people are the ones who realize they may not be the greatest. If you want to be first, sometimes you need to be last. Sometimes you need to put yourself in a spot that says, I'm offering up the fact that I may not be right about this. The great ground leveler in our discussions on social media is if we're willing to say, I might not be right about this. I could be totally off. That's the kind of thing that's going to help discussions go forward. That's the kind of thing that's going to help relationships be mended. I could be wrong about this. And so if you look at these things, think about if you're married, you look at these four things and you think about the biggest fight you've had recently. Um, Look at it from in retrospect, look at it going backwards. Where was my head? Well, I think I, my head was in the place where they're an idiot and they should know better. Okay. Well, whatever happens next is probably coming from that place. When you talk about deep and long, man, that relationship is really deep. And so now I have a deep investment and a long investment in it. It's every day when I get up, he's there, she's there. And whatever was in my head is still stuck there. So what's the win? Well, forget what's the win. I want to win for once. He always gets to win. She always gets to win. Might you be wrong? Never. I'm not wrong on this one. And you know what? Sometimes there is a person who's wrong and there's a person who's right. But nine times out of 10, that's not the thing that saves the situation. What saves the situation is the person who's willing to get into a better space in their head. Beginning to let the spirit of God guide them if they're a follower of Jesus. A person who's willing to say, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not bailing and because of that, the win is not going to be me a char- you know, attacking your character. The win is going to be me finding something that's mutually beneficial here. And you know what? Maybe I'm wrong about certain points. I know I'm not wrong in general. You know, if, you, if somebody's abusive to you, that's wrong. How you handle that is you need to get out of that situation. What you do next, though, these principles are really helpful for that. What kind of headspace do you need to be in? Maybe that means, you know what? I'm not in an unhealthy, I'm not in a healthy frame of mind about this. I need to see a spiritual director or a counselor or a guy. I need somebody to walk through this with me or with, I need to walk through this with someone. It's a better way of saying it. What happens in our head shapes what comes out of our mouth. And so if we go into that marriage conflict or if we sit down and scroll through Facebook or if we jump on Twitter or or if we begin to respond to that email and our head is in a space of anger and vitriol and bitterness and exhaustion and stress, 
we should not expect anything good, holy, and helpful to come out of that. And so maybe we just need to shelve it for a bit. Delete Facebook off our device. Save a draft of the email. Come back to it later. Maybe walk outside, take a deep breath if that person that you're in conflict with lives with you. But the way you talk well to them, the way the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart are pleasing to God, as the psalm says, is by thinking about where's my head right now? What kind of relationship is this? How, how deeply should, should I be invested in this? What's the win for, what's the best thing that can come out of this that's good for both of us? And where might I be wrong? And God, will you give me the strength to keep those things in mind when the emotions get heated and it's really hard to do that? I think this is a good way to, to start thinking about it because we can train ourselves to do this. So what I would suggest to you is just a very simple practice. And that practice is this. Next time you are uh, online or you are watching maybe a debate or you're having a, like a mildly heated discussion, maybe, you know, if you're a guy and you watch uh, and you, you're talking sports with somebody and they're like, you know what? LeBron James is the greatest player of all times. And somebody else will say, somebody maybe from Chicago, like around here, would say, absolutely not, it's Michael Jordan. And this, this debate starts getting really heated. That's a good time to go, okay, where's this person's head? Or if you're the one saying it's LeBron or, or MJ, you know, where's my head in this? Okay. Okay. And this person, is he close to me? Do I know him pretty well? Is he just spoiling for, how would I know if he's just spoiling for an argument? Maybe he's just trying to get a rise out of me. How long do I stay, stay in this? How long do I fight with this? And then, okay, so what's the win in that? Well, you know, that one's a little complicated, but as a, as a summary, as a, as a practice case, you could, you could say, okay, what's the win? Well, we both know they're really good players. And okay, I may be wrong. The stats may be pushed against each other, and I might be wrong about it. It's a good way to train ourselves for when it really matters. Because I love sports, but it doesn't matter which of those two guys is greater. One of them's playing right now. One of them's not. We'll never get to see that. One of them's in their, near their prime. The other one's not. I mean, that's, it's just never going to be solved. But there are way bigger discussions about politics, about theology, about the things we deeply believe as Christians that we need to be ready to talk pretty to each other about. And so, my friends, my prayer for you is that you'll be able to approach your next situation of conflict, whether online or in person, and say, what am I thinking right now? Where's my head right now? How deep am I in this relationship? How long should I stick with this conversation? What's the win for both of us or all of us in this? And finally, can I admit that I might be wrong? And I believe if we begin to do this, we will begin to change the fabric of the way we talk to each other and peace is going to win in this. And God is going to do some amazing things through our conversations with each other. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, it's some wisdom that I've learned in my life and just wanted to pass along to you. Um, if you are listening streaming wise, thanks. Uh, consider subscribing if you do subscribe to the podcast. Um, go and rate it. Give me a review if you want. It would help me to understand uh, what's going on 
and um, what you guys are thinking and what you're enjoying about the show. So until we talk again, friends, be well, live wisely. Peace. Peace.